The Challenger. The Challenger. And then a Phantom Stallion 7 Desert Dancer. Whoa. It's exciting. It's a a whole family affair because obviously the Challenger is New Moon here. And then uh, here's Desert Dancer, who is, we assume, his mom, like the lead mayor of the Okay, okay. That's okay. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm prepared now. Um, okay, well, welcome to Faster Bedtime with me, Melanie. And me, Stephanie. Uh, as we already said, we're reviewing books six and seven of the Phantom Stallion series, um, which I've been waiting for book six because I remember just one scene from it so distinctly and remember it being like oh the drama like amazing (laughs) the the cougar attack also i don't know if this factored into your your youthful like attachment Mm -hmm. to it but apparently jake has never been hotter because in this book he gets a lot of like descriptions of like his (laughs) arm muscles and stuff the boys got (laughs) arm muscles you know it's high time we talked about it like, they should be recognized. He, he has... Rachel, like, openly comments on them. And then Sam is like, shut up, they're fine. <laughs> we don't talk about this, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> I cannot accept my budding feelings. Um. Yeah, no. It's a great book for Jake. Uh, and it's very exciting because there is, as Stephanie said, it ends in a cougar attack. I just remember being like so amazed because I was like, you know, she seems so cool because she survived a cougar attack and like um, the way they described that like, because it jumps like on her back. Um, and so she like was saying how like her back was totally black and blue. And, I mean, yeah, that's like, she's a 13-year-old girl that got fucking pounced on by a cougar. And she was fine. She, I mean, she wound up being fine, but very dramatic. And I was like, now Jake is going to be even more concerned about her, which is, like, ultimately what we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then book seven has a Calliope, who mm-hmm. you recall Yes, from who I thought... Her name was pronounced Calliope. Um, <laughs> I'm like, man, her hippie parents really gave her a weird name. What is it? I was like, I don't like the way this sounds. <laughs> I'm not impressed with this name. We'll just call her Callie. <laughs> that was basically my. Yeah, we got we got Calliope. We get to actually meet uh, Aunt Sue. Oh, really? I don't remember yeah. Aunt Sue at all. Well, well, it's because in, in book seven, like, Brenna and uh, Wyatt get married and then go on their honeymoon. And so oh uh, Aunt Sue is there to, like, watch Sam 
while they're while they're it's a quick marriage in her apartment. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I think just to save yeah. money, they just go on a little trip to like San Francisco, and she comes to the ranch to watch Sam for that's like. Cute. Is that his sister, Aunt Sue, or is that? No, that's her, that's her okay. mom's sister. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Um, well, Aunt Sue seems like a real gem, you know, in my book. Um, yeah, so lots of exciting stuff, it sounds like, happens. Um, I'll do... Yeah, Jake's a butthead several I times. Mean, I, I, um, and I got some dramatic, uh, recordings with, with Evan for those, so you can appreciate that. Yeah, especially, like, book seven, dude. I feel like it's maybe, like... So some of, some of the previous accident PTSD making me a dick after the cougar. Thing. I don't but have like, feelings for you. He says some things that are like out of line. Jake, <laughs> this is not this is not who you should be. This is your lady love, and you should treat her as such. Oh, he like he does some rude shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into, into it. it. But he. Like it's not even one of those cases where you're like, oh, she's just being sulky. I was like, no, I would, I would punch him, like in the face. <laughs> Stephanie would not stand for that level of treatment. Um, uh, well, sorry, I just I never uh, remember. Do I do the overview for both books now and then? Yeah, you'll get yeah, it? Okay. yeah. Um, it's 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 hard with these mixed. These these multiple yeah. ones, but we're you know we got to do it for such a long it period. Is, yeah. I think you gave me through like books yeah. I just though, so we'll I was to- like I'm just gonna give her a bunch of them this time. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see if if the other ones you know are even something that you have. Do you have any? I do. Series? I have them. They're in a box oh. downstairs. I just okay. figured okay. I wouldn't give you. I like- was I was gonna say like. Because I looked ahead just because I was curious what the other titles mm-hmm. were. And, like, also, apparently there's a, a Phantom Stallion wiki. Really? Mel. And um, whoever has worked on this has done some some drawings of all the different characters. And you can kind of tell, I think, which ones she liked better. Because, like, some of them look way better than other ones as far as, like, the amount of effort in her Really? Drawing. She made Brenna Olsen, like fucking stacked (laughs) like she's she looks like extremely buxom really i don't know you'll have to look it up but yes i i was just like clicking on the pictures to see yeah she i see it i see what you mean (laughs) (laughs) maybe she was like how did she you know snag this man so fast she must have great yeah she kind of she made Wyatt look kind of hot too for like being a dad. Being a, whoa! <laughs> they just they just right? put like a picture of a <laughs> of a model in for for Jake. Oh, for Jake! Yeah, which I thought I think that picture is really funny because like Jake would probably rather shoot himself in the head than like model shirtless. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Whoa! She. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking at Wyatt's picture. She she had definitely she gave him a bulge. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> this is like unnecessary detail. She put emphasis on his penis. 
I'm just saying, we can see where her yes. interests lie. She and he's got Who, some. Which which couple she thought was the most interesting? He's got some uh, some sass in that picture. Also, I just I can't unsee that. That's it's like uh, have you have you heard of the movie Frogs with um, Sam Elliott from like the seventies or something? It's insane no i haven't um but he's like just in like a denim shirt and uh jeans the whole time and like his penis is out there like half of the movie you're just like i don't know where to look because like his bulge is so aggressive like i'm I'm like are they highlighting it on purpose i don't understand um Anyway, I just like I don't I don't like when that they're that aggressive. Like I'm like I know that you I you know, I just I don't need I just don't need it out there. Yeah, I was looking on there cuz I was trying to determine okay, so in like in the the Challenger book, like in this book 6 one, they like Terry retcons a few things in this book and one of the things that she retcons is jake is still 16 now mm. like apparently that last birthday didn't exist or like maybe that was his 16th birthday but they yeah. already said he was 16 he's 16 again he's three years older terry <laughs> we're confused because <laughs> i well so I, when i looked it up they said something about him having had his 17th right. birthday in in book right. four He's 16 in book six. Um, Also, they decided that Kristen Stewart is who Sam is. Sam should be. Yeah, yeah, that that was their fan casting. Uh, How interesting. Um, hmm. Well. Yeah, there's there's a lot happening in that wiki. But uh, apparently, according to one of these things... Nobody, nobody gave the date for Sam's birthday, but she hasn't had it yet, so maybe we can determine that from context clues. But they seem to think that Jake's birthday is October, right. which October first, which would make him a Libra. Interesting that, enough, I would not have thought he was yeah, a Libra. That would not have been. That would not have been my guess. I would have guessed like maybe a Taurus, because um, he's. Why, just because he's such a shit? Yeah. But he doesn't like comfort. That's true. Hmm. Or possibly, like, an Aquarius, because he's, like, not about his feelings. He's very he, He's like, I'd rather feelings. not have a feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, or he could be a combo. Yeah, I was... I was having a whole conversation with Evan about, um... How if, like, Sam had died, like, in that accident, like, Jake would have never recovered as a person. He would have just never talked to anyone ever again. He was traumatized and she survived. He would have, like, he would have gone down a dark road. I'm confident of that. Um. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Uh, Life story. You know these were, these these were all important and uh, book relevant conversations. Okay, this is they're they're not tangents. They're I mean they're book tangents, but they're about the books that we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, so I will. What's that? Sorry, I'm distracted. 
by my desk. <laughs> um, this is, strangely enough, um, the thrift books page for the sixth one, the title is, I'm pretty sure it's German. They have the title in German. It's Kampf der Rivalen. Um, I don't know what that means. I can only assume that it means the challenger because that's the title. Um, the book overview is very short, but as always, there are some five-star reviews, so I'm sure those will give us some more details. Um, the book overview says, <clears throat> when a group of predatory wildcats is seen roaming near her family's ranch, animal-loving Sam must stop her neighbor who threatens to kill them, even when she discovers a lone mustang in danger of being killed by the cats. Okay, so that... There's a cougar. I'm, we already know there's a cougar in the, at least. Predatory wildcats. There are no non-predatory wildcats. They're obligate carnivores. I don't. That's redundant. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. That's a wildcat is a predator. They're just by nature. Um. Let's see what we got here. Let's find a good one. Let's find a good one. Wow, this person's using lots of exclamation points. Um, seems like a good place to you know, start. The, the group word for a group of wild cats is a destruction. It makes perfect sense. And I like it. Um, let's... Okay, let's just... I'll do this one and then maybe another one that has more detail. But this person's very enthusiastic, so I feel like they should get some airtime. Um, yes. they say in parentheses, don't read this review if you don't want to know what happens. Close parentheses, two exclamation points. This is an excellent book. I was thrilled when Sam got to ride this, the, the Phantom. Four exclamation points. I mean, it was a little... That does deserve four. <laughs> I mean, it was a little unrealistic. But... <laughs> wow. Shocking. Um... It was a little unrealistic, but I enjoyed it. I was very shocked when the cougar attacked Sam. I was glad Sam wasn't upset about hearing that her dad and Brenna are going to get married. It is my third favorite book in the Phantom Stallion series. I would definitely recommend this book to you, so go and read it! Three exclamation points. It's her third favorite. What are her I know, she didn't favorites? give us... I mean, if you're gonna throw that out there, you gotta let us know what it's behind. Um, that's, um, these ones have more information, so let's see what's going on. Okay, this person left a review for free again, um, which is not this book, so. Um, hmm. Lena, you've done, you've done a bad thing. <laughs> um, let's see. Lena, if you're listening, you're not. Yeah, in case you're listening... This one says, Sam and Jen, Jen have a fight. Jen thinks she's hanging out with Rachel. There are wildcats trailing Phantom Herd. <laughs> that was one sentence. <laughs> Wyatt and that BLM Brenna. <laughs> BLM Brenna. Wyatt and that BLM Brenna's relationship has really sparked up. And Jake, well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? What are these cells? One sentence again? Really sparked up? They're already engaged. Like, it's definitely more than sparked up. 
Wyatt and that BLM Brenna's relationship has really sparked up. And Jake, well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? That's one sentence. There's so much. Anyway. And, and they say, anyway, best of all, the Phantom's son, New Moon, challenged him. Why is that best of all? Now, if there is something I learned with these books, the author never wastes one line, so pay attention. Uh, New Moon was mentioned in the fourth book, so you knew something was coming. Just so you know, the next book comes after this comes out May 27th, and don't forget. And don't forget. Wow, so she she must have written this, like, as these were being Yeah, published. it was May 15th, 2003. Damn. Um, I mean... I am, like, later this month, they're gonna be releasing, like, audiobook versions of some of the Phantom really? Sighting books on Audible, I noticed. Yeah. Which is really interesting about them. Like, wow, I... They're paying to have somebody record these now? Like, so far outside of, like, when they've been published? Um... So there might be a few more kids listening mm-hmm. to it or something like that. There's a market for the Phantom Stallion, you know? There always is. There always will be. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that, that uh, you know, that review wasn't super helpful. I don't know what exactly they were trying to do with their, their sentences and what they were communicating, but... I'm just picturing, like, an 11-year-old girl who's really excited, just, like, blurting all of this out. <laughs> I'm like, she decides to, to make s- sentences end at some point, but it's always when she's included something totally different and then just ends. I mean, whatever, but I have some suggestions if she hears this. <laughs> but, okay, so that one, I mean, the main thing that I remember is, like, the cougar the cougar attack and then you know phantom and new moon battling it out um obviously phantom doesn't lose because he's phantom stallion um but that was like the cougar attack was like the highlight for the me thing that stuck out yeah. in your mind i'll never forget that i remember she had like a puffy coat on because they described that there were slashes in it and feathers were coming out of her jacket from the claw marks. Very dramatic. Um, does the Phantom, like, rescue her? Or is um, he there? He helps, he helps <clears throat> her afterwards. Is that one? So he's not, like, in, he's not involved yeah. when the cougar attacks, but then, like, he does, like, help okay, carry her that was a little thought. bit. He, like, lets her get on to, like, be carried. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Um, which creates... Which creates this very, like, I'm, like, Jake brings it up in, like, one of the next books that basically, because he, like, finds her after the cougar attack, Uh right? So she's obviously been attacked by a cougar, and yet she, like, just got to ride on the Phantom Stallion, so she's, like, actually in a really great mood, but, like, kind of out of it. And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, it's just very confusing to be like, Oh, you've obviously recently been attacked. Why are you so excited right now? Like, it's just very some odd dynamic. Oh, that sounds like our Sam. Um, well, uh, do you want to let us know what you thought? Oh, are we? Do you have? Any oh, thoughts are we about doing that? Do we? Is this how we do it? I honestly. Yeah, we've we've been doing we've been doing them I together. Just, there's not things don't stay in here. <laughs> they don't stay. <laughs> Um, 
Sorry, I forgot I haven't done the Desert Dancer. We just talked about this. Um, anyway. I can describe the cover while you get them up. So it's like, it's that lead mare that they've described before where she's like a dun horse with like tiger stripes on her legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really understand the difference between a dun and a buckskin. Uh, buckskin has... Black mane and tail is like golden. Um, a dun is a mm-hmm. little bit more, not quite like the golden color. They're a little bit more of like a beigey red, you might say. And then they often have like kind of a line on their back, I believe. Yeah, she's described as having yeah. a line, and she's got like dark rims to her yeah. ears. Um. Slightly dished yeah. face. They mentioned that. I don't know if that means anything. It either. does, because that's like I was saying. A lot of the times they say that um, mustangs have jug heads because they have kind of like the the bowed out head, so they're not pretty. Whereas a dished face, like an Arabian. Do you know what Arabian is? They have like yeah, and they say that they say that maybe she might have some yeah. Arabian in her because she's she's also built on like she's like a yeah. smaller horse. Arabians have like a very exaggerated, dished face. Um. Anyway, so that's like yeah, I'm Arabians are like it's like too much, but um, like sugar has a little bit of like a dished face. Like it just means they're not they're not straight, they're not like convex, so they don't go outwards anyway it just means they're it's usually like viewed as being more delicate and pretty and whatnot yeah it sounds like she's like kind of a little bit of a smaller smaller horse but she's a she's like a little bossy horse really i mean she was that makes the sense. mayor of a really large heart so be. she's got to be have to know. have an attitude um and so the tagline for this one which i forgot to say the tagline for the challenger was a choice must be made it's ominous um and then for this one desert dancer it is jesus (laughs) freedom is the greatest risk that is the tagline so i'm just like i don't know sending some dark messages um so the overview for this on thrift books is as Samantha adjusts to having a new stepmother, she must help the phantom find his missing lead mare. But when she does, can Sam return the mare to her herd? An injured Mustang is taken off the range. Sam wants to do the right thing, but does that mean taking the horse away from her wild herd? Um let's see what we again, five reviews, five stars, all of them. Um, also, I'll never understand the people that are like, this is the first book that I read. Like, they their first book is the one that's, like, in the middle of the series. Hmm. Um, I don't know why you'd make that choice. But, that's just me. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I feel like especially with, like, longer series is usually, like, the first couple of books is when they're, like, using all their really good ideas, and then it starts to get weird <laughs> the further on you go, yeah. you know? It's always as it goes. Um, let's see. So this one, this one has the most details, so I'll do this one. 
Um, they said five stars, obviously. The Phantom's lead mare is gone. Sam knows that she has to find the mare because the Phantom can't take care of the herd by himself. Sam finally finds the mare in a BLM corral. Sam does her best to think of a way to set the mare free. But the mare has a cracked hoof, and if Sam sets her free, it would slow down the Phantom's entire herd. Plus, how was she going to do anything if she was having a huge fight with Jake? Finally, Sam and Jake make up, and the mare's hoof gets better, and the Phantom gets a new lead mare, and everything is alright. <laughs> how do you do anything when you're in a big fight with Jake? Like, that's just, you get in a fight, everything I mean, else stops. He deserves it. <laughs> he frankly deserves it. Yeah, and you'll know. You'll know when okay. I tell you what happened that he deserved okay. it. I'll be looking forward to that. He deserves worse than what happens <laughs> to him. <laughs> Stephanie would do worse. <laughs> Oh, I definitely would. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember, and I don't remember, this is just going to keep happening as we get further into this the series, just because they, they, every book runs together, but um, I just remember Calliope showing up, and I don't remember exactly why, is it some sort of, like, camp situation again, or, okay, I just remember she shows up, her name was very prominent to me, we like her, she's a nice person. Um, Sam and Jake have some sort of fight, but I, I don't remember any details about that. I remember the cracked hoof with the mare because that deeply disturbed me. Cause I was like, what if like your nail cracked like that? And that made me want to vomit. Um, so those are like the things that really, that penetrated into yes, your mind. The disturbing detail, exciting things, disturbing things. Um, which speaking of na so nails, eyeballs, and teeth, I can't handle bad things <laughs> happening to those things. I, I sprained some of the little little liggies around my teeth, and Melanie did not like that I called them oh. that. Uh, uh, fun fun fact for for the listeners. Did you know that if you, like, are clenching her teeth too much in your sleep, that you can sprain your teeth ligaments? They have ligaments. Who knew? No. It's unacceptable. Bizarre. I'll tell you, it's unacceptable. I don't know what's going on in there. There's all kinds of stuff I wasn't aware of. I would never, I would never have guessed that or thought about it, honestly. Or just, I no. just, you know, I don't want to know. What's happening? And I don't want to know what's around here. I'm like, I know there are nerves well, attached to teeth, but I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that they're there. I don't want to even know that my teeth are there. I want them to be there. I don't want to be aware of it. The only other, the only other personal tooth fact I know is that apparently I have very long roots to my teeth. Like they, they're in there. <laughs> The suckers are in there. Is that a good uh, or bad when thing? I had to have my wisdom? Oh. Ah, it depends on what's going on. Uh, because when no. I had to have my wisdom no. teeth out, my dentist told me that it was no. the most difficult set of extractions he'd ever had no. to do. That's unacceptable. They had to break no, the roots. No, it's unacceptable. Out, <laughs> it's unacceptable what you're saying. I don't accept it. And I won't. I never will.
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh God. <clears throat> anyway. Surgery lasts for three hours and it's cost. No. 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 <laughs> this to myself but it was a mistake <laughs> I made a mistake and you know I I feel good that I can acknowledge now when I make a mistake and I, this was one of them um, so I'm gonna I'm trying to decide do you think in your in your professional opinion would it be best for me to play the clip from the book before we talk hmm. about it or when we get to that scene? What do you think? Um... <laughs> My Zoom just asked me if I was playing music because I think I did that for so <laughs> it long. Cut out, it cut out in the middle of you going, um, it was like, um... Nah. Like, it's like a weird sound was, part It's because it was like... Are you playing music? Do you want to check out the music I, settings? It was a, it was be just a beautiful, me. a beautiful film. It was just me. Um, maybe. Just to, to let you know, like, what we're getting into, or do you want me to, like, just play it when we get to the part? Oh. Whatever you think is, is the right choice. Okay. So, The Challenger. Mm -hmm. So, Jake has had a dream about cougars that uh, his brother and his grandfather, basically, like, his family who, like, feels, like, more connected spiritually to, like, the Native American side of their heritage, thinks that it's, like, a meaningful dream. And basically his grandfather, like, interprets it to be, like, ah, yes, you're, you're becoming a man sort of a thing. Um, which he's, like, super embarrassed yeah. about, and then, like, Sam keeps trying to bring the cougar dream up, and no. he's like, don't fucking no. talk to me about it. Um, but they have, like, so they have a weird moment in, like, the hallway at school, which is what the scene is that I'm gonna play for you. I'm gonna put the actual clip in the thing so it sounds, like, okay. better, but just, you know, so that you hear what it is. Um, to me, you can hear how amused I am when I'm mm -hmm. reading this. But she, instead of saying he's six foot one, she says he claims to be six foot one. And I'm like, is Jake lying about how tall he is? Like, it just seems like there's just some shade there. All right. Okay. The next morning at school, she cornered Jake. He'd just slammed his locker, given the dial a spin, and glanced up when he saw her coming. Don't look at me like that. He muttered and turned to go on his way. Don't make me pin you against the lockers, Sam threatened. Jake's jaw dropped open, and he did a quick comparison of their sizes and strength. 
She was just over five feet tall, and Jake claimed to be six feet one inch. She had the lean fitness of a girl who worked with horses. Jake had broad shoulders and the determined look of the youngest of seven brothers. If you think you can do that, you're dreaming. He told her. That's what I wanted to talk with you about, Sam said. Only, it wasn't a dream, exactly. Because they were at school, Sam didn't want to remind Jake too pointedly about his cougar dream. She watched his face to see if he understood her hint. He did. He leaned so close their foreheads nearly touched. Every time I let you weasel something out of me, I'm sorry. Not everything is a sign. In fact, almost nothing is. He straightened and continued down the hall, looking frustrated as she fell into step beside him. So what do you want? Sam told him about the lost pony. Yeah? So? He tried to look bored, but Sam wasn't fooled. When she'd been a little girl, she'd called Jake's lively brown eyes Mustang eyes. Every now and then, he couldn't hide that sparkle of interest. So, knowing how cute you think Rachel is... You just talked yourself out of a partner, Jake said. Sam didn't remind him of the lingering looks he'd given Rachel, because she knew the truth. Jake thought Rachel was cute, but he didn't trust her. She also noticed he hadn't walked away. Jen's parents won't let her go with me for some reason. Common sense would be my guess, Jake grumbled. So, if the cowboys from Riverbend haven't found the pony by the time I get home, you could go looking with me. I'm your second choice, is what you're saying. Yeah, but you're a decent tracker, Sam teased. As the bell rang, hurrying them towards class, Jake gave in. I'll go, but I'm doing it for the pony. Not for Rachel? Not for you. I'm only bringing you along for cougar bait. Ha ha, Sam said, but she didn't think Jake was a bit funny. That was good. There was a lot of tension there. I I appreciate that, like, she's like, I'm going to push you against the locker as if that's, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. The fact that he's, like, trying to decide if, like, she could take him is funny to me. And then the, the, like, the manly guy in a movie thing where they, like, get really close to somebody to be intimidating, but to me that always just looks like they're gonna kiss. Yeah, he would have had to bend down quite a bit. Right? He's, like, a foot taller than her. Like, that just seems so awkward. That's, like, the the next step up from that is when they, like, casually sniff their hair, like we've seen many a time. It's like, first you get your face really close, then you sniff their hair. Like, that's that's what men do in movies. Which, Creepy which I, yeah, I've never understood and I don't appreciate, but that's besides the point. Anyway, so, so yeah, Jake, real close. Yeah, so Jake has had this dream about cougars that involve wild horses in some way, and he's, like, a little concerned about it, even though he doesn't really, like, think that, like dreams are meaningful whatever he's always like he's always really leery about that kind of stuff or like talking about like legends or anything like that he like prefers to kind of be like i'm a down-to-earth guy i don't believe in any of that stuff or something um so but there has been like an issue with a local cougar who has like got an injured foot and they've been seeing some tracks and stuff like that around her. And Link Slocum has decided that he, like, absolutely needs to kill this cougar. Yeah. He, like, hires all these expensive dogs and pays Jen's dad to, like, help him track it. And 
at first it seems like maybe he's actually like concerned or like scared of this cougar, but like actually he just wants to have like a skin to put up yeah. on his barn, which like he just kind of just wants to go yeah. kill something basically. Gross. Um, which he does, but she had that the cougar had like a yearling cub, and so now mm-hmm. there's like this cub that didn't fully know how to hunt yet that's yeah. like more likely to go after unusual prey, and there's quite a few like kind of creepy scenes where um, Sam is doing stuff around the ranch and she feels like it's around or like she hears or she yeah. notices something. Um, it eats one of their chickens. <gasps> and there's a point where she like walks to the barn and then she does whatever she was doing in the barn and goes to go back to the house and she sees foot, like cougar footprints that were like following her. And then she has to like, you know, do a bunch of weird stuff going back to her house, like make a lot of noises and whatever. Um, So Link is going away for a little bit because he's going to go pick up um, Ryan. His son is going to be visiting for a little bit. Um, And so while he's gone, Rachel decides that she's going to buy this horse, Mocha. Um, She literally just wants it because its coat is the same color as her hair that's her that she's just like that's her only interest is she was like aesthetically we match perfectly me and this horse um so she buys this horse has it delivered and then doesn't know what the fuck she's doing with it and so she just like immediately like accidentally lets loose a bunch of their other stock in the course of like getting this horse in into the the corral um specifically a bunch of shetland ponies oh and they're able to get most of them back, but there's one of them that they don't find. Oh, like, dear. For a little bit. And it does have, a, like, a longer coat, so it probably isn't going to die, but it's also, like, a little pony. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really, like, it shouldn't be out there for that long. Yeah. Um, so that's what she was asking Jake to, to help her with. Um, and they find the pony hanging out with new moon like new moon and this pony are buds oh that's right they're like they're like they're like because um so new moon tries to like challenge the phantom stallion it's not work out for him at all yeah of course Uh, so then he's like trying to find another herd to go with and some of the ones that like the little like bachelor band of horses that he was with before one of the other stallions from that, like, has got a little herd, and so that horse is also attacking him, so he's like, what the fuck? I have nowhere to go. Like, (laughs) I'm so lonely. Um, but he gets to be buddies with this pony for a little bit. It's kind of adorable. Um, it is kind of cute, too, because, like, they they go, like, get the pony back, and Sam's feeling bad because she's, like, depriving him of, like, his his little friend. But then also she's like, realistically, this pony like, will just th- slow him down because it's not like it can run as fast as him. Yeah. Um, although I'm wondering because I, I feel like Jake's, like, actually really interested in New Moon. Like, they mm-hmm. mention a lot that he, like, seems to, like, like him or, like, like his mm-hmm. aesthetic. So I'm wondering if mm-hmm. later on in the books there's something with them. Mm-hmm. Um, just a thought. Just something that seemed planted to me. Yeah. Um, and by the end of the book, um, although he does not find a herd, um, he does find, like, a, a girlfriend, the horse. 
Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I'm pretty sure he ends up with someone. So there's one horse, there's one, like, filly or whatever that when, like, New Moon was fighting with the Phantom seemed kind of interested. Like, all the other horses were like, mm, nothing's gonna happen here. But there was mm. one filly who was kind of like, oh, what's happening? Like, Is oh, this- hey, hot stuff. Yeah, so it kind of, it kind of seems like. She was looks. like, he snuck off yeah. with her, and she's like, "All right." She was like, "You're not my dad, so like, I'm more so interested." So that's that's in working you. for me, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, so that's basically what happens with him. I feel like the the part where he's like challenging the phantom, like, is kind of a non-issue. Like nobody, yeah. you're never like, "Oh no, what if he wins?" You're just yeah. like, "Oh, that's unfortunate that you've decided <laughs> to get kicked out of your herd." Yeah. <laughs> like this is. It's not going it's not, it simply is not going to go the way that you would like it to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he hangs out with his pony for a little bit. Um, Ryan shows up at some point in this. He, uh, is apparently kind of attractive. At least like he seemed like he's got an English accent and he looks like Rachel, but a guy. So he's hot. That's, wait, who is that? That's Rachel's brother. Okay, okay, okay. Her twin brother. Is an English her accent. Mom, yeah, her mom is English and Ryan oh, okay, lives in okay. England with her. Oh, okay, does, okay, like, okay. More equestrian stuff. Yeah. Because okay. their parent her, her their parents are divorced. Right. Okay. Um so yeah, he's he's a hot guy with an English accent. So we can look forward to seeing him later, maybe. Uh intriguing. Seems like Jen's kind of interested. Okay, a couple of th- weird things that they retconned in this book. Aside from Jake is 16 again. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't age, apparently. Um, or gets to have birthdays so he can receive gifts, but then doesn't get older. Um, they also decided that now Jen and Jake don't get along with each other. Which mm-hmm. they've not mentioned before, but apparently yeah. they don't like each other now. And now she, uh, now Sam really hates Daryl, and Daryl is openly hitting on her. <laughs> so that's weird. Uh, Daryl, lock it up. <laughs> just call it back, Daryl. Lock uh, it up. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. There are a couple of scenes where she's like looking for Jake, and he's like, "Oh, come over here, honey." And she's like, "Fucking leave <gasps> me alone." I did not honey? come over here and talk to you. Yeah, or like sweetheart or something. No. It was, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird moment. Hmm. Hmm. Um, oh, they, they do resolve the photography contest thing oh. where she had taken that picture of Jake. She did second place. Hmm. And uh, RJ, the, like, newspaper guy's like, she was robbed. She should have gotten first place. And then this other person's like, I mean, it, it, it is, like, slightly unfocused, so. <laughs> like. <laughs> Whatever. It's an artistic choice. I mean, it's, like, a, a low-light shooting thing, so, like, I'm sure that there are a lot of times where, like, you get what you get, you know? Yeah. But, um, so at least that didn't get totally forgotten about. So there's no, like, prize or anything that she gets, but she, mm. she gets, like, a little piece of paper, you know, That's about something. It. Um, but not, like, money or anything. So the, the cougar thing continues, and now that there's this, like young cub that, like, will be more likely to go after, like, things that it shouldn't be going after. She's been, like, worried about New Moon. She's been worried about, like, the foals and, like, all of that kind of stuff. But it's, like, there's not really too much that, like, can be done about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I... There is a reason Mm -hmm. that she and Jake Mm -hmm. are gonna go out riding this one day. 
and it does involve this in some way, but I can't remember, like, the exact reason Hmm. at this time. But they were supposed to meet up and, like, go do this thing. She doesn't hear from him. She calls his house and no one answers. And Hmm. so she just assumes that he probably started out without her and that they will just meet up out there. So... She starts writing. She is not on Ace. She's on Strawberry. Okay, and that's... I was like, I feel like Ace wasn't there, but she must have been writing someone. Yeah, she's on Strawberry because Strawberry's bigger. So gotcha. it's hoped that, like, that will be helpful yeah. in, in this cougar, cougar situation. It wasn't. Um, well, but she's also... She, so she's wearing this, like, big, bright orange scarf that Aunt Sue made her, and they make mm-hmm. a point of mentioning that it's very poorly knitted, apparently... Aunt Sue's not good at it, but she did tr- She did make her, like, a weird hat and scarf, mm. and so Sam decides to wear those just because they're bright, and so yeah. she's hoping that this will make her look not like food. Yeah. Um, so she's going out towards the, like, that area that the stallions heard, like, the kind of secret area that they hang out in that she mm. doesn't tell people about. Like, she's going over into that area, and as she's writing, the cougar, like, drops down on her mm-hmm. and she describes it as like being like hit by like a bag of sand basically and then she like gets like knocked off of strawberry obviously yeah um and ends up like being able to get away from it basically because it like it got caught in like the scarf because mm-hmm. it's like really loosely knit so we mm-hmm. when it put its like claws into it it got like stuck yeah um and so she's able to, like, kind of scare it and kind of get away from it by, like, going into this cave thing. Um, and then she, while she's, like, it's kind of clear just from how she's acting that she's, like, in shock or, like, really mm-hmm. disoriented. Because she's, like, talking out loud to herself and just her mm-hmm. perception seems kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so she finds the phantom and is her and they're drinking from this stream and, like... This whole scene, aside from the fact that she's, like, in shock, is very, like, a magical moment for her. <laughs> because the Phantom, like, lets her get on his back, which has never happened yeah. before. Um, yeah, and he's, like, standing in the river, so it's, like, similar to what the first time that she rode him, where it's, yeah. like, in water and stuff. And she, like has a hard time getting up the first time, but he's, like, kind of, uh, he's, like, indicating that it's okay, you know, for Mm -hmm. her to try to get on him. And so she does it exactly the way that they did it before, including um, kissing him on the neck. Apparently that's something that she would do when she was mounting up. She'd kiss him on the neck. Oh, and she, at one point, she has, so she has this, like, bracelet that she made out of, like, his his hair, like, in previous book. That she let Mickey wear, and then Mickey mails it back to her in this book, and she puts it on. And she calls it a symbol like a wedding That's ring. Right. I just want to say that on here. They're married emotionally. They're married. Um, so he, like, lets her ride on his back, like, to go through out of this, like, way that the horses know mm-hmm. to get out of this cave. Like, one of their, like, secret ways. Mm-hmm. And as she's going through this... Um, she notices that there are some, like, petroglyphs in this, like, some, some like, very old-looking, like, cave paintings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which they also, at one point earlier on in this book, Brenna Olson mentions that some of the land that the horses like to go on in this area is not uh, not federal land, it's tribal mm. land. And so I'm wondering if that's going to come up later, mm. because then this could be like maybe a protected like yeah. cultural landmark or something. For sure. Um, just saying, that feels like something that could happen. Yeah. As a plot point. Um, so she, he, they go through this, like, little cave area. Um, it seems like he wants her to get off because he starts kicking as soon as they mm-hmm. get through the, the thing. So she gets off and he goes back into the, into the thing. And then pretty much immediately after that, she, like, runs into Jake. And she, like, ends up, like, like slightly sliding down this cloak because she, like, sees him yeah. and waves. And, like, he... Like, the whole time, he's just like, what the fuck is happening? Because, like, she has blood on her. She's got obvious claw marks. There are feathers drifting yeah. out of the holes in her thing. But yet, she's, like, kind of weirdly high, you know? <laughs> like, so I, like, I feel like from his perspective, he's like, she is not okay. Like, yeah. this, what the fuck is going on here? Um yeah, where, like, her concern, he's, like, trying to, like, he makes her turn around so he can, like, look at her back, and she's like, don't look at my jeans, because I think I slid through the denim when I was falling down that cliff or whatever. Um, he's like, what happened? And she's like, one, this thing, two, the cougar attacked me, then I found you. <laughs> she's just acting, like, really kind of, like, super out of it. Yeah. Um. And then he's like, okay, are you, are you physically capable of writing? Like, we need to go right now. <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, I can write. You don't even know how great I can write. <laughs> she's just like really <laughs> saying weird shit. Um, so they go back. He, like, immediately they call, like, her parents. Mm-hmm. And, or, and like, then after, like, starting to explain what happened, like, Brenna makes him, like, do, like, a physical examination of her, which she finds embarrassing. Yeah. I think because she's, like, Brenna's trying to, like, figure out if they need to actually go to the hospital. Like, yeah, makes totally. Him, like, check her for a concussion and stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah, makes sense. Um, and then she's got, like, all these bruises on her back and yeah. her neck, and they're supposed to be doing, like, fittings for like the, like the wedding and oh stuff that's the right so yes. she has like all of like she's just, like oh trying God. to hide her massive bruises with her hair while they're like trying on these dresses oh my god um and then in in another Brenna gets to to yell at people while wearing a very funny outfit um the yearling cougar ends up like destroying Link Slocum's, like, investor dinner that he's trying to do because he's trying to, like, get people to come. Doesn't it, like, like, steal a a chicken or something? No, it eats his entire fancy meal thing. (laughs) He, like, has paid all of these, like, expensive chefs to come make, like, quail and all these investors. He has it, like, being prepared in this tent, and it's just eating, like, quail after quail, like, walking on the thing. And then Brenna's, like, wearing a wedding dress, like, with her, like, radio calling, like, you know, wildlife control and shit. Brenna's um, a badass. But, like, you know, Sam wants to see what's going on, and, like, 
they know about this because, like, Ryan came to talk to them and was like, Hi, there's an incident. I I was told you would be the people to talk to about this. And he's like, here's the thing. I'd like to have something, like a plan in motion before I alert my father to the problem. Because he's yeah. not going to do what I think is appropriate here, basically. So that's why he goes to them. And so Sam's, like, wanting to see in there. And he's like, oh, I don't think that it would be safe for you to, like, see this cougar. And she's like, I am well acquainted with this cougar already. <laughs> We know each other. We've met already a few times. Don't. I know more than you. <laughs> uh, and so she could still like watch it like eating all of his quail and her. She's like, frankly, this is what like deserves. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, this is. You what killed do you think his mom. That's why he's down here. Good. I yeah. hope he eats all of your fucking quail. Um. And, um, oh, Jake gives her a kitten at the end of this book. Oh, He gives that, her a pet kitten. Yeah. That's adorable. And she names a cougar. Cute. <laughs> Cute. It, it's like a brown stripey one. Oh. Um. Like that. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are the main things that happen in this one. Okay. Does, we do the scales now, right? Yeah, I think, we've been okay. do- I think we've All been right. doing both of them at the end. Oh, both at the end? All right. Yeah. Um, um, they they did mention some, uh, a horse term in here that I learned from from your 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 story. Because hmm. Rachel calls to ask Sam if she should buy that horse or not. And she's like, I don't know if you should buy that horse. Because you didn't ride it. Like, you never handled it at all. So we have no way of knowing if it has any problems. Like, it could be barn sour it could be whatever and i was like oh i know what that is <laughs> i know what this means yes yeah we love that one something that i've said can be used later <laughs> yes um, so so yeah that's that's uh that's the cute jake moment of this book he he gives her a kitten adorable so uh phantom stallion seven desert dancer um, a lot of dead mom content. Always basically. a good time. Which, like, kind of makes sense because, so, this is the, this is the book where the wedding happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam gets to have a very, like, it's like her first formal dress. Um, and she gets to have, like, a dance with her dad at the wedding and it's Cute. very special. Um, she's a maid of honor. And, like, mostly, like, she's happy about the situation, like, but there's, like, a little bit of weirdness just around, like, the fact that it's, like, bringing to mind her mom for everybody. It's not necessarily that she's, like, mad about it or, like, mad at Brenna, but it's just, like, you know, you're, like, introducing a new parental figure to the household. You're gonna be thinking about your mom. And it's also, like, they get married on Christmas Eve and there are, like, some Christmas traditions that her family had with her mom and then her Mm -hmm. Aunt Sue is, like, going to be staying there to like kind of keep an eye on on things while Wyatt and Brenna are on their honeymoon and mm-hmm. they're going to be using her apartment in San Francisco for right. that just for like money you know mm-hmm. um and Aunt Sue being like her mom's sister obviously like has a lot of things to say about her mom so mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in this book um Sam gets, uh, I don't know if it's fair to say she gets thrown off of a horse, but she has, she, like, 
has like a moment where she gets like almost thrown off of a horse mm-hmm. basically because like there's some she can hear like some weird horse noises happening. It's like the morning of the wedding. Everybody's at the church except her because she was like left back to like take care of the animals in the morning. And then Jake's supposed to come pick her up and take her there and they're going to like have her get ready when she gets there, right? Mm-hmm. Um so but she's like hearing some weird noises so she wants to go see what's what's happening with that and there's like some kind of like chaos going on with the phantoms heard and it's like some of the like they're just like they're really close to the road which like link slocum has been leaving food near the roads because he wants to attract mustangs near the road so that his investors will see horses but like that also means that they're like potentially yeah that's fucked up Um, yeah um so she notices that like the the phantoms like lead mayor isn't there who would usually be helping him manage this and he's got like kind of a bigger hurt than usual so he looks like a little bit like tired you know when she's seeing him because he's having to like do all of this on his own um and like so in the course of this like one of the horses accidentally like slams into her on ace and like she almost, like, like, ace falls, and she, like, has to sort of, like, jump off and then, like, get back on, and there's a whole thing. Um, So she gets back right, like, basically right after Jake's shown up. Like, she sees him driving to the, like, to the farm, and she knows he's going to be, like, mad that she's late, but she also, like, doesn't want to push ace too much because he's, like, seeming tired at that point. Yeah. And... They have a whole argument, and he shoves her head in a horse trough, Melanie. Because <gasps> she's like, I need to go in and wash my hair, because I have dirt and stuff in my hair right now. I'm only ten minutes late. Like, I can do it. He's really, like, he's stressed out because he has to be wearing formal, like, a formal outfit. And then he's, like, mad that she's, like, gonna make them, like, look irresponsible because they're showing up late. He's like, ugh, I'm, like, 16, I have a job and a car and you're embarrassing me and making me look like an idiot. (laughs) He's just, like, in, like, I think he's, like, already in a mood, you know? Uh And then, obviously, like, some kind of weird thing just happened, like, involving her and, like, wild horses, (laughs) which I think, I Whatever. He like yeah, so he's like immediately in a fucking mood. Like as soon as he gets out of the truck, he's yelling at her. Like he's like, "This is the last time, Samantha." He first he full first names her. <laughs> um, no, and she's like, "It's like I need to wash my hair," and he just sticks her head in the horse trough. That is so rude, dude. I would punch him in the face. <laughs> like I would not. So she is super pissed at him from this incident for the rest of the book. And I was like, you know what? Valid. Totally valid. <laughs> That's, that is definitely crossing a line. No, he crossed the fuck. He crosses another Jacob. line. Jacob. That's the scene that I recorded. Um, okay. We'll get to it. But so they get to the wedding. Her hair's all wet and weird. And, uh, but luckily they have brought somebody there to like, do their hair and stuff. Like, Brynn has like, her nails done by this person and her hair looks all fancy. Mm. The person doing their hair is uh, Calliope. Calliope. Okay. Is a okay. college student. Okay. And she's an emancipated minor. Okay, um, yes. She and Sam 
sort of know each other because they at one point rode the bus together. And so, like, Calliope, like, knows a little bit about her because she remembers the time that, like, do you remember the time that the Phantom almost got hit by the school bus and the yes. Phantom almost got hit by the school bus? Okay, yes. Calliope's on the bus at that time. Okay. So they're chatting about this. Calliope's telling her about how, like, ever since then she's been interested in getting Mustang and she's been, like, saving up and stuff for it. Um, mm. And she fixes mm. her hair up and stuff. Uh, Calliope... Her basically the way they describe her, she just sounds like a like basically anyone in Missoula, where she has like a couple nose rings and her hair's like yeah. buzzed a bit in the back and kind of like like a like, it it sounds like she's got an undercut with an A line haircut like yeah this, and it's like maybe kind of like more of a yellowy bleach blonde instead she's of like alternative. A yeah, she's an alternative girl. But everybody everybody in this town is like, this is super weird. And Sam Sam in her head is like, This is very standard for San Francisco. So yeah. like I get I get that like everyone else thinks this is really weird, but she also was like, A lot of people would look like this in San Francisco. Like yeah. this isn't that weird for other areas. Um Jen and Rachel have something in common for lunch, which is that they're both kind of bullying Calliope. They're being dicks together. The heck? Just like making snide comments about it. And Jen's kind of, or, um, and, um, Sam is kind of like not liking it, but yeah, she doesn't heck, really, Jen? she doesn't really like know how to respond because yeah. Jen is also like, has been in a bad mood and like has been kind of like shitty for a few books and yeah. like weird about Rachel even though, like, Sam doesn't actually really like Rachel. Yeah. Um, because her parents are fighting a lot, and it seems like maybe they're going to be getting divorced. Um, okay. And they describe them at the wedding, basically, like, sitting next to each other. And there's one point where, like, her mom and her, like, Jen's mom and dad's, like, arms touched, and her mom, like, moves away from him. So, like, they're, like, not doing well, you know, so. Yeah. Um seems like there's there's a lot of like tension in her household right now yeah um, going on so that's like part of why she's in such a terrible mood and is just like basically kind of ruins the whole wedding for sam because she's just like being shitty the whole time yeah she's just like sulking and stuff but she does get to have this like nice dance with her dad so that's cute yeah um and then like Right as she's, like, going to get in the car to go home with uh, her aunt, Jake tries to talk to her. Full names her again, by the way. And that is, like, really awkwardly trying to ask her about whether she got thrown off the horse before. And she, I think she says something like, I got off in a hurry <laughs> or something. And then he, yeah, whatever. But he, he's just, like, awkwardly trying to talk to her and feeling, like, really uncomfortable about the fact that her aunt is, like, right there listening to the whole conversation. Yeah. So you just, like, can't, like, talk because there's a stranger there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sam's also, like, pissed off at him, so she's not, like, helping him like she normally would when he gets awkward. She's like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to talk to you. <sighs> Shove my head in a horse chop. Like, two hours ago. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, like, as they're driving away, she can see him, like, punching his own hand into his fist over and over again. He's, like, in a fucking mood, this whole book. Um, well. So, her and her Aunt Sue, you kind of 
like her aunt Sue's like giving her a lot of like junk food and they're kind of like mm. they're like hanging out and like you kind of get like more of an idea of what it was like when she lived with her. Yeah. Um, and they talk about her mom a little bit. They like eat a lot of nachos and shit. They're just like whatever. They're like it's it's like a girls' weekend if yeah. you if your girlfriend was sixteen, you know, yeah. <laughs> or. You're like, ah, oh, man, we're gonna eat fake cheese. Hell yeah. <laughs> gonna watch, a, like, some movies and, like, have cider. Yeah. Also, it's, like, Christmas Eve. So yeah. it's, like, they're, you know, they're having a good time. They're being cozy. Yeah. Um, her aunt really thinks that, like, animals are pretty dangerous, though. So mm-hmm. she's, like, being a, a little bit more um, up in Sam's business than Sam is used to. Mm-hmm. For, like being a farm kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the times when, like, she's trying to be like, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal, Aunt Sue's like, let me describe to you what it was like when you got that hand injury for me. Like, how that went for me. Like, I paid yeah. a cab to break a speed limit and stuff, and, like, we thought you literally would never wake up. And she's like, oh, God, stop <laughs> making me feel terrible. And she's like, you started it. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god so there's like yeah there's like just things being processed in this book <laughs> yeah sounds like it um okay gosh so she does get her aunt to take her to like the blm to see if maybe the phantoms like lead mare got picked up or something mm-hmm. And when she goes there, she finds that uh, Calliope is there and basically has already, like, asked to adopt that mare, who Mm -hmm. she's calling Queen. Mm -hmm. She said that they just had, like, a connection, you know, Mm -hmm. and she loved her immediately. Um, And she says, like, that she doesn't even, like, care if she's able to ride her. She just, like, they have, like, a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of seems like maybe they, like, do have a little bit of a connection, like, like, the horse doesn't seem scared of her, mm-hmm. and she's able to do a few things, like, when they're trying to, like, you know, get her to go into a trailer and stuff to be kind of distracting in, like, a good way. Like, she has, like, a little, like, rain stick thing on a necklace where she's, like, making sounds and stuff, and the horse is kind of like, oh, what's that? And, like, getting distracted mm-hmm. from, like, being upset. Yeah. Um, so the whole time, like, Sam's kind of warring emotionally with, like, the fact that, one, she wanted to get this horse and, like, release it back into the wild. And, yeah. like, but on the other hand, um, Calliope, like, has a trailer that she's rented herself. She, like, has food for it. She's, like, kind of ready to go, but she mm-hmm. doesn't. And she was, like, had the adoption fee. But she doesn't, she had a place for the horse to go, and now she doesn't have one mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's getting worked out again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they agree to, like, let it board temporarily at Sam's place since mm-hmm. it's already, like, been approved as a place for, like, they already are approved to adopt Mustangs, so they can yeah. do it if they want to. Um, and so at least they have, like, you know, the food and stuff that Calliope's paid for. So she's like, well, at least my dad can't complain that, like, the horse is eating our food. Like, yeah. You know. Like, and maybe this will all be taken care of before he comes back anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, throughout the rest of the book, there's, like, a lot of stuff with, like, Calliope kind of coming over to, like, try to sort of, like, gentle Queen a little bit on, like, the 
issue with her hoof, like, they end up trying to treat with, like, fish oil, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's, like, kind of part of that process, like, her being able to be, like, touching the horse and it not, like, getting freaked out by her. Um, So it seems like they're making some progress, at least a little bit. And then there's, like, a, like, a ice storm, like, sleet and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to, like, get things set up for the animals. Like, her dad's not there. Obviously, her aunt doesn't really know anything about, like, what you would need to do in that situation. So Sam's kind of trying to, like, figure out, like, what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, Like, oh, we should run the water. Oh, I should go put up a tarp for Queen, you know? Yeah. And while she's out there trying to do that, Jake shows up and, like, scares her, basically. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm still mad at you. And he's like, I know there's no one over here right now. Like, your dad isn't home. I want to check on you guys. Interesting. Uh, 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 well, apparently her, uh, his mom wanted to send over his older brother, Quinn, and he, he was like, but I beat him to the car keys, so I'm here. <laughs> What's up? It's uh, me, yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a faster runner than Quinn, so here I am. Uh, uh, shithead. But you know she didn't want to talk to you. No. Um, so he, like, basically, like, they're, they decide that, like, because they can tell that, like, they put up a tarp and Queen's not going under it. And then they notice that, like, her teeth are chattery and stuff. And they're like, shit, we gotta move her to, like, an enclosure with other horses or something so that she mm-hmm. can get some body heat because she's not sheltering. Um, but Jake is trying to be a fucking show-off. And so he doesn't saddle a horse. He's, like, riding a bareback and then he's trying to rope her. And he basically ends up having to, like, let her out. Like, let the horse go, because she's gonna, like, kind of crush Sam, which, like, wouldn't have been an issue if he'd had to saddle, because he could have looped the uh, rope around the saddle, but he's being a fucking show-off. Um, so then, like, she gets out for a bit, they have to go get her, she's, like, possibly damaged the hoof more, you yeah. know, after the vet come in the morning. Jesus. Um, Jake? They, they put her in the same area with Ace, and her and Ace are, like, buddies. Out. You know, they're, they're, they're being buds. Um, so at least like someone likes Ace. Yeah. But um Yeah, so then Jake's super pissed at her and she's pissed at him because she's like, This happened because you were being a show off and he's mad because she almost got like crushed by a horse again. <laughs> um, Whose fault though, you know? You know it's a few people's fault. <laughs> um yeah, I think my favorite line from that scene is that she says that um, he looked like... There's a line, this is what it says. He looked like a movie hero until he started yelling at her. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so she's been mad at him for the horse trough thing, and now she's mad at him for being mad at her about this mm-hmm. thing, where she's like, you're the one who fucked up by not putting a saddle on. Like, you were trying to look macho or something. And, like, you should have had a saddle for this. Valid. Um, and he's mad because he's like, well, you didn't tell me about everything that happened. She's like, yeah, I'm not fucking talking to you right now. I'm like, you know why? Um, 
Yeah. So she the- like does she decides to do this like prank where she like goes over to his house and like steals his horse and then like puts a bunch of ribbons in his hair in its hair and then he comes over and is super pissed off about it. So that's the scene that I'm gonna play for you. Okay. <laughs> is oh, like good. they're trying to have a talk after this. I don't know how to talk to a kid your age. Suddenly, Sam wanted to laugh. Jake didn't know how to talk, period. He understood horses and cattle. Flicking ears and rolling eyes told him all he needed to know. But when it came to people, he was hopeless. If this talk lasted ten minutes, it would set a world record for Jakey life. Sam decided to rescue him. I, I fancied a witch to remind you not to take yourself so seriously. I've got my dad to boss me around and worry over me. Jake didn't seem to hear what she'd said. You won't stop being crazy with horses, will you? He demanded. He couldn't know about her nightmares, about her fear of galloping and falling, and she wasn't about to admit her cowardice. If you'd been paying attention, Sam told him patiently, you'd know that I have stopped. I haven't run Ace in... Three days? Four? Since you took that spill? Jake looked disgusted, as if she'd offered him a lie. I told you I had to do a sudden dismount, not that I took a spill, she corrected. Again, he followed his own thoughts and ignored what she'd said. There's a natural order of things, and when people interfere, there's a price to be paid, Jake said solemnly. Sam's mind echoed the phrase, when people interfere with the natural order of things, there's a price to be paid. Had Jake read that? Was it a bit of Native American philosophy he'd learned from his shaman grandfather? I don't interfere, she began. Of course you do. Take Buddy. That calf was an orphan. You saved her. Later, you put yourself in the way of coyotes trying to eat her. That's the price. There's Blackie, of course, and those Mustangs. He gestured in the direction of popcorn and dark sunshine. And this wild done. You can't count Queen, Sam rushed to put in. I'd be a lot happier if she was still out on the range. With that hoof? As cougar bait? He asked. I don't believe you. Not that you're the only one. BLM's just as guilty. Then they should assign the Phantom another lead mare, Sam said. His herd's in chaos without one. That's just what I'm talking about. He'll pick his own lead mare, Sam. Just give him a chance. Sam took a deep breath. Jake was right. Blackie was now the Phantom, a wild thing. He didn't play by human rules. Is that all? Sam moved to stand up. We're starting to talk in circles. That seems like a good time to stop. Thing is, uh, in the natural order of things, I'm afraid you might turn out like your mom. Sam stiffened. Vertebrae from the base of her skull to the seat of her jeans lined up like a metal rod. Jake noticed. He made a soothing motion with his hands, but he kept talking. When she died, she was doing the same thing you do. You think about animals instead of yourself. Hot blood must have rushed to her face because it felt like someone had thrown a pan of scalding water at her. For a second, Sam couldn't speak. Then, she couldn't stop. Are you trying to make me mad? Because if you are, it's working really well, and I think you should get the heck out of here, Jake, he lied, before I hurt you. Sam shoved him against the side of the house. Sam. I don't want to hear it. All in one punch, you tell me my mom was stupid, I'm stupid, and- That's not it. Jake puffed his cheeks full of air, and the gesture was so childish, Sam stopped. Jake opened his mouth three times before words came out. Forget it, he said finally. What were you saying then? Sam dared him to finish. I'm saying that they're animals. Just animals. You can love them, but you're more. 
Jake fought to go on. To your aunt, Wyatt, your gram. Jake made a growling sound, then rubbed the back of his neck. And I'd rather not see you hurt again. I, I just want to, well, before before we react, I, I have a comment from Evan after after <laughs> reading that scene, because I had to explain to him that he was basically, like, making comments about her dead mom. Evan, what do you think of Jake? Jakey-poo. Easy there, bud. <laughs> You're getting a little too harsh there now. It was all funny games then. You had to bring in the dead mom. You're gonna almost hit a herd of antelope, just like your mother. <laughs> yeah, there are no more restrictions. You've crossed the lines, bud. <laughs> that's my that's that's my hot take. What if instead of ever expressing any of my own feelings, I'm just mean to you, and then at some point I die, <laughs> <laughs> or you die, and I feel guilty forever? Oh no, <laughs> you hippie. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Wow. You know, Jake is like he's going Yeah, in. he says he says that and then she says something like, um, you're lucky you're a big guy because if you weren't you would get beaten up daily. She said that to <laughs> <laughs> Also, I like how he like avoided saying that. He yeah, cares no, he about just her, thought of like everyone like, else. I just don't want to see you hurt. <laughs> I just rather not see you hurt again. I don't care about you per se, but it just it puts an undue strain on my mental health if you are hurt. But not because I care about you. Just want to make that clear. Yeah, they're animals. You're he, yeah. He can't even say you're more important. He's just like I. I mean, think about your family and how that would affect them. Not me, but other people. Like I mean, you know, your dad would be upset. Your gram. Who are other people we both know? It def- not me though. <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> I just want to be clear, not, I, you're not, you know, you're not important to me, except, you know, just keep it together. Just make sure that I don't have to worry about you, even though I don't care. So they're having this whole fight, and then Aunt Sue comes out and starts emotionally, like, ta- talking about how, like, she and her sister had had a fight when, uh she married Wyatt and moved out to the ranch and they hadn't really talked very much for a couple of years and she was like, just think of how we wasted two years and like basically trying to be like, you guys should get over this because later if anything happened, you felt like you wasted your time, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're both just feeling very awkward because like this adult is confiding her problems in them and they're <laughs> like, what do we do? Uh they're like, no, 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 And then no. Nancy's like, oh, also, like, there's food. Are you guys hungry? Like, dinner's ready. And Jake's like, I do, I do like free food. But this is gonna be awkward, so I'm torn. And then she's like, do you think one loaf of garlic bread is enough? And he's like, yeah, I'll see. I guess I'll stay. <laughs> that's, that's how you get them, garlic bread. <laughs> Tip to the ladies. 
You throw garlic bread into the mix and you will get your man. <laughs> how, how did we get over this fight, garlic bread? I mean, what else brings people together? I can't think of anything. Uh, so then there is like a bit of a thing with horses getting out and blah, 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 where um, it's shown that basically Queen is deciding to stay with Calliope. Like she and the Phantom kind of say goodbye to each other. They do like a nose touch and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So seems like they're they're settled there and that's pretty much the end of the book wow 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 a lot happened yeah there Um, there was there was a lot of fighting there was a lot of drama um yeah emotions running very high so okay so uh let's 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 get your ratings now, since we're at the end. Um, so the first one, The Challenger, book number six, scale of one to ten ponies. Uh, literary worth. Uh, I mean, like a six. Um, I feel like they, once again, we are leaning on Rachel just kind of being a vague bitch for no mm-hmm. reason. We still know really, like, I feel like she has no motivation as a person, other than like mm-hmm. I'm here to be obnoxious, like I don't, yeah, she has no character really. I don't understand like what her purpose is other than just to be a vague antagonist. Mm. Like she's she's unfleshed out, and I did not like how they retconned things. Like I mean, I liked some of the changes right. they made. Like they gave Jen more personality and like her style of dress and stuff. But they right like it 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 was very unjustified in the larger narrative. Okay, fair enough. Um, scale of one to ten ponies horse content. Um, I guess like a seven. I feel like this was more like about cougars than horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mm-hmm. learn a few things. Like, I mean, had I not known about being Barnsire before, this would have been discussed in here. Um, and she does get to ride the Phantom, which is a very horsey moment, but mm-hmm. not the highest horse. That was very exciting. Be, you know. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, scale one to ten ponies overall enjoyment. Uh, I mean, this one was fairly entertaining. Um, I don't know, like a seven. It like, I, I did, I did think it was funny how they're trying to like, She's noticing Jake in, like, a more sexual way, and then is like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Which was funny <laughs> for me. Where she's yeah. like, oh, he has, like, a lot of muscles in his arm. And she's like, fine, maybe, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feelings. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, it was it was a little bit funny. Okay. Okay. Not top marks, but not bad. Um, so, what's the Desert Storm? Uh, desert Dancer. No. Desert, desert Storm. <laughs> that would be a horrible thing to name a horse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, not Desert Storm. Desert Dancer, number seven. Um, 
scale one to ten ponies literary work? I would say like an eight, because I feel like we get like a lot more like kind of like backstory about her mom, about like her mm-hmm. other life. Like I feel like there's like kind of a lot more um like character development in this we for like, like people that we haven't really seen before. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like as, like, there was a little bit more, like, yeah, all the stuff about her mom, like, they kind of, like, get into all of that a little bit more. Okay. Uh, we like that. Um, scale one to ten ponies, worst content? Um, I'd say, like, a seven still. Because we do see some of the, like, gentling process and stuff, and she gets to ride her own horses. But I feel like this this whole book is more about, like, her, like emotions than horses as much like there weren't like as many like iconic horse scenes um and she and the phantom don't really hang out very much this book because he's like in the middle of dealing with like his herd you know his herd issues so they're they're kind of emotionally distant from each other right now yeah so it's a trade-off we get more character development with sam but we lose a little bit of horse content um, scale one to ten ponies overall enjoyment. Um, maybe like an eight. Her and Jake are fighting this entire book, and that's pretty funny. Um, just <laughs> because he's like such a goddamn baby. The whole like, yeah, he's like objectively wrong in several of these cases, and then just like doesn't know how to communicate. Doesn't like it's it's just it. It's, like, a very weird thing because on the one hand, like, he's treating her like she's really immature, but I also feel like Sam, like, Sam might not be, like, there in her, like, development romantically, but she's, like, more, got, like, more emotional development than Jake does. Like, as a person, Mm -hmm. like, she's more, like, in touch with her emotions and stuff. So, like, he Mm -hmm. just can't talk. He can't, like, verbalize any of his feelings at all. And, like... You know, yeah, Sam's not, like, picking up as much on, like, the sexual implications of a lot of things that happen in their relationship. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, they're both immature in, like, a different way. Mm-hmm. The, the absolute grade school behavior of dunking someone's head in a horse trough because you're mad at them because they're going to make you late. Like, really? You're like, you're going to make me look like a child, so I'm going to act like the, a massive child. <laughs> I've proved something now. Oh, like, God, what a move! Uh, but he also like he does like later on in the in the fight because she she's like having some after almost getting thrown off of the horse at the beginning of the book she's like having a, like some anxiety around riding for a lot of this book and then also like I think that's exacerbated by her aunt like talking about you know, her being afraid of horses and, like, pointing out that they're dangerous like a little bit more than, like, you normally hear from other characters, because it's just a fact of their life that they're riding horses. Um, so it's just, like, that's all kind of, like, in the forefront of her mind, so she's feeling, like, really anxious. Um, and he, like, he mentions, like, the cougar thing where he was like, yeah, I know, like, I know that, like, you got on the Phantom and stuff like that. He's like, which, by the way, like, I don't know anybody else who'd be like, yeah, let me ride a Mustang, like, out in the fucking, like, wilderness, <laughs> like an untrained horse, like, yeah. that could just literally just go anywhere with you at that point, because you'd have no control over it. And he's like, yeah. and yet you were, like, overjoyed 
like freaked out and yet never seen anyone who'd just been attacked by a cougar so happy. <laughs> like, um, so like obviously this has like been on his mind. So I like kind of think yeah. that that might be part of his whole like, oh, you're being crazy with horses. He's like, I fucking know she got on that horse. <laughs> he knows. Jake. Jake knows stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know the uh, the the dynamic was really like funny like because i she's 100 justified in being like pissed off at him for his behavior um and it's just funny to see him just completely unable to like deal with having any of his feelings it's just funny to me yeah (laughs) teenage Uh, boy therapy love him (laughs) i they're yeah Anyway, well, sounds like entertain- en- entertainment for you with both books. Um, oh, George is yes, here. Yes, George is here. He finally came to visit. We haven't really had any time together today, so. Oh, this head looks very soft. I, mi- I miss George being annoying in the I background. Know. He's so good at it. Oh, cute. Um, uh. Do you have a a horse story? Yeah, I forgot to get one for my mom. Um, But I was just thinking about just... um, What about your top five bad boy horses? Oh, Oh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't... I I haven't thought about the other two, but Stephanie and I were talking about, like, you know, the bad boys of the horse world. And um, let me find our... uh, chat here so I can remember exactly what I was... was yeah, thinking. I feel like it was like inspired by the, a reductress article, yeah. maybe? Um, let's see. It was. Um, and so I said, you know, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron is up there because even though he's like, he's ultimately like got a good heart, he's like too arrogant, especially in the beginning. Like, that's why he gets caught because he like is very cocky and is like, I'm the, I'm the baddest bitch in the West. Like, uh, no one can touch me. I can do whatever I want. And then he's like, oh, no. And then, you know, he, like an idiot, leads them to his herd and then has to, it just is, he just, he's too yeah. arrogant. I, he learns a lesson, so I think there's growth. I don't think every bad boy has to just be a bad person. And not be able to evolve. Um, but so that's saying spirits up there. Um, also just like his eyebrows are so intense. So he's got to make the list. Um, and then I said. <laughs> the, the horse from the horse whisperer. Um, because I'm just quoting myself here. Um, is that also you'll just get a read of my stream of consciousness <laughs> Instagram messages. Yeah, do, you guys, do, you guys, do you guys just want to hear Melanie read our, our yeah. like text threads? No, I said the horse from the horse whisperer too, because it's like the classic deal of boy that treats you like shit, but it's because he's traumatized. And if you could just help him heal from his trauma, maybe you could have a great relationship. And Stephanie, so Jake, and Stephanie said, you can fix him. <laughs> I said, exactly. And, like, they did fix him in the Horse Whisperer. Um, you know, so it's, like, it's not, like, the horse's fault that he was, like, being, an, you know, like, 
potentially could kill the people that were near him. But, um, and then I said, um, Maximus from Tangled. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, the horse, um, because yeah, horse cop. Cause like, he's got good intentions. He's like trying to catch the bad guy, but he's also like pretty obsessive and that's like not awesome. You know, it's not like super cool to just like constantly follow people around and get in their business, you know? Um, that was where I had, those are my, those are my three. I haven't, I have to ponder the other two. Maybe by the, the next one I'll have, I'll have my, my final two. So I feel like I don't want to just throw them out there and have them be the wrong ones, but, um. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they spring immediately to mind when you think about a bad boy horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there are a lot of horses out there that I'm, that I'm missing. Um, I have, I bought the, the Chuck Tingle role-playing games, and one of the classes you can be is a bad boy. Um, That's right. You can also be a unicorn, so there's not a horse option, but there is a bad boy unicorn option. It's pretty close. I was kind of thinking, I was like, to some level... You could throw Chase in there because he he has he has that toxic masculinity thing going. Again, like good intentions, but like he's a little bit pushy, a little bit controlling, a bit of a hothead, like ready to jump into a fight at any point. And to me, that puts you know that puts him in the bad boy category a little bit. Chase, wait, wasn't he a person? No, Sun Chaser. Oh, gotcha. I was like, I thought we had a chase in another book. Yeah, I see what you mean, though, because he does want to fight everybody. No, and like, he... He, like, threatens to kill people multiple and times. And he's controlling. He can, Well, when he thinks that, like, she's in danger or, like, she's not making the right decision, he's controlling of her. And Yeah, I remember there being a couple times where she had to, like, try to restrain him in some yeah. way, and he would, like, freak out. And he run. was like, he wanted to stab people or things with his horn you know that's yeah Yeah. you know so yeah so let's say chase is on my list you know i love him to death but he's a bad boy um anyway i don't know what the last one is though (laughs) so sun chaser does seem like a good one that toxic masculinity Hmm. yeah well we'll have to ponder to think about it ponder but so if you uh you know, you, the audience, have any uh, horses that you would like to add to the bad boys of the horse world? Um, you have suggestions? Let us know. Uh, most of you uh, follow me on Instagram, and I follow you back, so you can just message me. Or you can email us at our email, pastyourbedtimepod at gmail.com. <laughs> Yes, and I will um, hopefully hopefully people enjoy the the scene clips because that's been very entertaining for me. I think they're fun. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else thinks that they're funny. They're fun. I just realized that like half the time there'll be a scene that I want to describe to you, and it would just be funnier if it was like dramatically yeah. read. No, I like it. I think it's a good move. Um, 
Well, it's good to see you too, as always. Okay, bye, Matthew. Bye. And also, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Just feel like taking it back. Bye. It'll be fine. She was a happy, happyish child. I mean, she was homeschooled because of anxiety. 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 Because of anxiety.